Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome back. Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Hopefully, uh, what I'm going to talk about today is enough to want you to come back and listen to the next episode, but also start thinking about going back in the back catalogue, which I think is about 240 episodes, maybe two. I think this is number 242. I could be wrong, but hey, I've got I've got a lot of a lot of episodes sitting in the back catalogue. So hopefully, there's uh, there's something that resonates with you today to assist you on your journey towards becoming an exceptional sales leader. And to those of you who have been with me for a while listening in, greatly appreciate your ongoing support, greatly appreciate you listening in on a regular basis, and I love the feedback that's coming through on the various uh, platforms that uh, enables me to continue to to put the message out. So um, if it's continuing to add value, I'll keep doing it. So uh, with that said, in today's episode, I've got some good news and some not so good news and the good news is that, uh, hey, as leaders, everything rises and falls on leadership. And if you've been in leadership for a while, you know this to be true, that literally everything does rise and fall on leadership. And it always starts with and ends with us as leaders. So that's the good news. Uh, the bad news or the not so good news is that everything rises and falls on leadership. <laughs> the fact that everything that happens in our team, in our, in, our envir- in our environment, put my teeth back in, is our responsibility and it's a reflection of us. Now, this is an age-old principle and it's it's fascinating how many leaders actually ignore this or don't want to embrace this, but still it plays out every single time. Now, yet another example of this, this week I'm starting to work with a brand new client and this person's uh, senior leader is is now leaving the business, but has created an environment which is, let's just say, is toxic. They don't uh, they don't set a great example. They are critical, highly critical. You've got people in their team that are literally walking around on eggshells, and their idea of feedback is to basically tell them, tell people what they're doing wrong. And very rarely, if ever, is there a environment of praise, of their environment of encouragement, and nor is there an, empower, uh, an empowering environment. And so this particular leader is having all sorts of trouble trying to create some change in the business because of the culture that has been created. Now, this is a prime example of the team becoming a reflection of the leader. And the leader setting the example through not great principles and certainly through no, no great uh, set of positive principles or values uh, and having a almost like a, well, definitely a command and control type of environment that they've set up, but a, an almost like a, a culture of fear that people are afraid, A, to ask for help, B, ask questions, and C, they're really always, well, not really always, they are always looking over their shoulder in terms of whether this person's looking at them and are they doing a good job. And look, quite frankly, not a great place to be. Now, the positive thing here is that this person is leaving the organization, so there's now an opportunity for us to help them create a much better uh, empowering, encouraging, positive-based, and example-led, principle-led environment. Which, uh, which, hey, we're up for the challenge, and so is so is this leader. But this is this is something that I was also reflecting on this week when I was talking to this new client because a couple of years ago, I was working with a guy out of a um, out of a big Australian organisation, and he had a huge team, a big team, and he believed the first the very first conversation we had, he said to me, Darren, I reckon 
uh, yeah, can help me. But what I need more help with is getting my team to change. Uh, they need to change. Now, <laughs> that, was a, that was a really interesting concept because it, it showed me so much and told me so much about the culture that had been developed in this particular organization, but more specifically in this person's team, where this leader had this fixation or this belief that his team and others other than him needed to change. And this is where we started to work on this principle of first acknowledging, then understanding, and then embracing the fact that the team does become and always will be a reflection of the leader. And by the way, sometimes the leader can reflect the team if the leader doesn't have the right set of principles in place and if they're easily led by the masses, uh, for example. So uh, this was <laughs> this was quite challenging for this client a few years ago to embrace because he says, why do I have to change? <laughs> why is it always me that's got to change? And he said, well, hang on. What, why am I having a conversation with a coach then? Well, that's exactly why we needed to change because it's been recognized that as a leader of the organization, you have the opportunity to put some, put some cultural things in place, put some principles in place and lead by example, which if we do this over time, will lead to a great, great result in terms of culture, which hopefully if we do it right and we do it long enough, it will be sustainable and will long live past when this leader actually leaves the organization. And so we did begin working on this principle and, and gradually over time, things change. And the thing that a lot of people don't realize is change doesn't always happen quickly. In fact, most change will happen gradually. And it's not about the instant gratification society where you just want to wave the magic wand and hope that everything changes. I mean, that would happen probably utopia or in fairyland. But in reality, because we've had so many years of conditioning and we are all products of our environment, we're products of the people we've hung around with, we're products of our values, our beliefs and all, th- all other sorts of things. Sometimes it takes a bit of discipline, sometimes it takes recognition and then some application to make some small changes that over time, repeated, will end up being quite transformational. And so we started working together and over that period of time, things did begin to change because we made some small adjustments to how this particular client was uh, dealing with his team, how he was leading the team, and some things that he was doing with himself to start changing himself in his own approach to things, which began to see some tangible differences in the environment that had been created. Now, he started to get feedback that his team was starting to respond differently. His team was starting to lift their game. His team was starting to be more encouraging rather than waiting to be encouraged. They were more empowered to do things and they were more independent in terms of their thinking. And so over a period of time, and it took probably three months and and the process continues to this day, they fundamentally changed their entire approach. And so this this came out again this week and we were talking to this, I was talking to this brand new client and he was having exactly the same issue. Given that this particular senior leader has now left the business, this guy has now been left with, I guess, for want of a better term, a mess to clean up. And he's recognized that he needs to make some adjustments, but there's a level of frustration that everything he's trying to do is being met with some blockages, met with obstacles, and it's simply a product of the environment that's been created pretty much by the the leader that is leaving the business. But it also creates such a wonderful opportunity for this leader to make some adjustments and really put his stamp on this this organization and this, uh, this part of the business that will long live past him leaving this particular role. And so he's up for the challenge. Hence, he's, he's brought me in to help him with that. And I've got to say, he's a very, very self-aware individual. He knows what he needs to do. He just doesn't necessarily have some of the key tactics or the key strategies and key principles 
in order to execute that. And that's why it's so important, guys, that irrespective of wherever you're at in terms of you're a high performer and you need to get to the next level or you want to get to the next level, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody that can work with you because that will help you uh, shortcut somebody's otherwise long road and get you to the next level as quickly as you possibly can. But the other thing as well as, you know, as a side note, don't don't try to force the issue. It will happen in its own good time. And often it'll happen in a time that you don't want it to, but it will happen anyway, as long as you stay in the game, as we've always talked about on the podcast. So given that the good news and the not so good news is that everything rises and falls on leadership, some key principles that I'd love to share with you today, which I've shared with uh, the client I worked with a couple of years ago, I share with all my clients, and it's sort of like a platform that we are building a relationship around and, and in, increase our opportunities to move to that exceptional level. Uh, and certainly what I'm using right now with this particular client. And hopefully this will serve you as well and help you get to that next level on your leadership journey. So some key principles to think about. Um, and always it always starts with this, and that is the number one responsibility of any leader in any industry, in any business, in any discipline, is to define reality. Do a stock take on where we're actually at. There's no point starting to put in brand new, brand new strategies, brand new tactics, changing structures, until and unless we actually define what reality is right now. So as a leader, define what is the current situation. And this is not based on opinion. This is not based on innuendo. This is based on hard facts. What is actually happening right now? And only when you've done that, can you actually set a platform for, okay, what do we now need to do to perhaps move forward and start to create a different reality. Now, the next point, and these are in no particular order, by the way, next point is we need to take 100% responsibility for absolutely 100% of the things that happen 100% of the time. Now, this sounds like a broken record, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over and over again, because often leaders need to hear a message on a regular basis over and over again until it sinks in. And by the way, humans need to do exactly the same thing. So that's why you've got advertisers out there continuing to send their message out because they know the message over time will continue to penetrate the mind and when the person is ready, they will actually think of you as top of mind. And this is why I keep putting on the podcast every single day that I record one, if you're ready to take your leadership to the next level, let's start working together because when you are ready, I'm going to be ready to help you do just that. So with that, 100% responsibility for absolutely everything that happens. Now, this is a big challenge for a lot of leaders. And in this particular leader's case, a couple of years ago, it was a huge concept that he had to get his head around because he said, are you saying that whatever happens in my team, even though it's not within my control, I still am responsible for that? And I said, absolutely, 100% all of the time. And he said, wow, that's, that's a huge burden to carry. And I said, well, yes, maybe it is, but also think about it another way. If you take 100% responsibility for everything that happens, what does that then give you? And he had to think about that and he thought, oh, it gives me opportunity to then think about what I do next. And it's absolutely. And that's what, that's what you have control over. Now, we need to understand here that there is a lot of stuff that's going to happen that will be beyond our control. But there's also a lot of stuff that will happen that is within our control. And one of the biggest burdens I see a lot of leaders carry is the inability to take responsibility or their fixation on wanting to deflect blame or apportion blame to other people or other parts of the business. Uh, when we do that, we pretty much give our power away and therefore lose the ability to make some conscious choices as to how we choose to react or respond to a particular situation. So the principle of taking 100% responsibility puts all the onus back on you in terms of what you can then consciously do to choose your next step. 
And so that's the other key principle from that is if I'm 100% responsible for everything that happens, then I can be very conscious and very specific and very intentional on my responses to what happens. So therefore, I have a higher probability of being able to influence what happens from there. A, because I've developed and understood what the reality is. B, I've taken responsibility for it irrespective of whether it's my fault. And then C, I can start thinking about, okay, what is the best response I can make? Therefore, I've got a, a number of choices I can I can make in terms of how I then respond. And this is a huge thing for a lot of leaders because too many of them simply apportion blame to somebody else and look for others to change. They look for others to take responsibility. Now, the funny thing about all this is as soon as you as a leader take 100% responsibility and you start doing that and demonstrating that on a regular basis, and this is what happened to my client two years ago, ever so slowly but ever so certainly, what started to happen is people within his team started to do exactly the same thing. So just imagine if you've got a team or you've got a business where every single person in that business, in that team, is taking 100% responsibility for absolutely everything that is happening. What do you think is going to happen? Well, I think the obvious answer is that you are going to be unstoppable and things are going to just explode in terms of your capability, your output, your results, and also your sustainability of those results. So that's the key thing. Take 100% responsibility and also be very, very conscious and intentional, therefore, on your responses. Yeah, the next principle, and this is this is sometimes a difficult one as well, is and is part of the responsibility uh, mantra, if you like, and that is don't get sucked into the emotions or the reactions or the excuses or the politics of other people because they will, as surely as the sun comes up tomorrow, most people look for an excuse to deflect attention away from themselves and make it somebody else's fault as to why they're there in their existing predicament or why they can't do something. I can't do that. I can't. It's not my role description. And the, look, the list of excuses is endless. So as a key principle to help us with this, and this is part of the not so good news, but also the good news is, what if we changed our approach and instead of getting sucked into that and then find ourselves reacting to that, what if we instead sought to understand? And that means, hey, we need to take a little bit of a breath. We need to take a moment to think about, okay, this person has chosen to respond in this way or they've chosen to say this thing or they've chosen this sort of behavior before we actually do anything Let's define reality. Let's ask some questions and try and find out, okay, what is happening in this environment that is leading this person to choose to respond in this way? And sometimes they might think they've got no control over their response, but I guarantee they do. It's just sometimes they're giving their response or giving their power to the external event, and therefore they're just reacting without thinking about it. But this is where the responsibility comes back on us as leaders. If we can seek to understand first, if we can start to understand their perspective, understand the choices they're making, we can then better choose, again, the intentionality around our own responses. And what we're doing then is we, if we know what the end goal is going to be and we want people to get, get back on an even keel and start making some more proactive choices and maybe some better choices, then we can choose the response or we can ask a series of questions to lead them into the direction that we want them to go. A, because we've defined reality and B, we know what success looks like. And so seeking to understand is a huge one. And it's something that leaders, are, I think, as a general rule, and this is a generalization, have a lot of work to do because as human beings, it's very easy for us to get sucked into the emotions of what's happening. And sometimes when the emotions start to ramp up, it's it's a natural reaction sometimes to want to protect ourselves. So self-preservation comes into it. The thing about leadership is great leaders always know not only does it rise and fall, everything rises and falls on leadership, but leadership is not about us. It is not about what I think. It's not about what I feel. It's about 
everybody else. It's about serving. And so we can do this and seek to understand. All of a sudden, we start to create an environment where people don't feel as uh, victimized as perhaps they might have been in a previous in a previous role or a previous environment. They feel more empowered. They feel more understood because if we start to try to understand people and people feel through that process better understood, then guess what? They're going to start to open up more. They'll start to think differently and they'll start to act differently, but it all comes from us. And this is why everything comes from us in terms of taking that 100% responsibility. Now, the next part there is also thinking about, well, we, we need to be uh, feedback machines. And I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, always seeking feedback on whether our message is resonating. Now, that could be uh, feedback in terms of what responses or not are we getting based on the comments we're making or the questions we're asking, but also seeking some specific feedback on some tactics we've put in place, some strategies we've put in place, just getting some feedback on hey, how we're tracking. Because every conversation, every interaction, every team meeting, every stand-up meeting, it's all an opportunity for feedback. And so we need to be able to do that in order for us to adjust our style, in order for adjust our strategy, and sometimes in order for us to adjust our direction because we may be heading off on a bit of a tangent. So making sure we're always seeking feedback is a key thing and a key responsibility of a leader as well. And the last one is just, hey, be consistent. Just be consistent with everything we do and rise above rise above everybody else. Let everybody else play their little political games or little childish games, if you like, trying to protect information and not give information, not wanting to be proactive. Let them play that game. And say, so, you know what? I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to take 100% responsibility for absolutely everything that happens. I'm going to seek to understand. I'm going to define reality. I'm going to be very conscious and then intentional on my responses. And I'm going to live and breathe this on a daily basis. Now, over time, the more you do that, what's going to happen is you'll start to see some changes happen within the environment that you operate in. And even better than that, you'll see other people, third parties, that'll start to give some feedback on how things have changed, how people are different, and how you're starting to get different results. And it's all based on and all started with you taking 100% responsibility for everything that happens because it all starts with you because your team is and always will be a reflection of you. So look, as we wrap this episode up, leadership, as you know, can become sometimes quite lonely and it can feel quite lonely. And also it feels as if often the weight of the world is on your shoulders. But understand this, if you get people around you who are great people who are empowering, if you get on your side a good coach, a good mentor, and stand on the shoulders of giants of people who have been there before you and you're learning the right principles from them, um, then you'll be well on your way to be able to uh, develop some strong leadership capabilities and help you make that step to that exceptional leadership level. So embrace it. You're worthy of it. You're, you wouldn't be in the position if you weren't. And think about this is not only it's a massive responsibility, but it's also a massive opportunity that comes with that. And with that said, if I can help you, love to do that and help you fast track your development and take you to the exceptional sales leader level as quickly as possible in as little as 90 days. So if you'd like to jump on a call and let's have a conversation about that, simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and we'll jump on a Zoom call and have a conversation about what that program looks like. So I very much look forward to that conversation, but more than I look forward to starting to work with you one-on-one and helping you really extract that potential that you know is inside you. So with that said, have a phenomenal rest of the day, and I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar. Go to leadwithdarren.com 
and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.